console and was cool, even if he was a jerk. Just say no! Neelix is a jerk and he's not cool. <laughs> it just gets worse and worse and worse. Welcome to This Place in Space, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. I'm Angelina. And I'm Sam. And we're recapping the series as we watch each episode for the first time. We don't know what happens to the characters or whether the crew even gets home, but we're definitely along for the ride. And today we're talking about the episode titled Fair Trade, Season 3, Episode 13. Written by Andre Bormanis, Ronald Wilkerson, and Jean-Louise Mathias. And it was directed by Jesus Salvador Trevino. It first aired January 8th, 1997 to 4.2 million homes. IMDb says this is the one where Voyager heads into a section of space that Neelix has no knowledge of. So he tries to obtain a map of it from a less than reputable friend. I say this is the one where I go, did Neelix and Kes actually break up in Warlord? Yeah, let's just get that out of the way right now. The <laughs> Neelix and Kess thing. Um, get the most interesting thing that happens in this episode doesn't actually happen in this episode. Yeah. Because apparently there's a deleted scene where Neelix and Kess formally end their relationship. Or it's at least acknowledged that their relationship is over. But we never see it. We never see it. They don't have time, I guess, for the, for that relationship to end, even though it's been a relationship from the very beginning, from the first episode of Voyager. And yeah, they broke up in Warlord, but, but you can a- understand why the audience would not be sure if that was a real breakup since Kess was sort of possessed. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I guess that's over now. It's done. And I, I questioned it because I was like, oh, is this like a Deanna Troy situation where like whenever there were people with um, ulterior motives, uh, Deanna Troy was never to be seen. Right. Yeah. Um, she when she could have actually a bath. been helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Take a bath. You know where she was. Off on shore leave or, yeah. <laughs> Eating chocolate. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe Kes can't be here because he's her emotional strength. A rock, or and she's empathetic, so she would totally know something was going on with Neelix, and he would have to tell, confide in her, and this whole episode wouldn't happen. Um, but no, they they literally broke up, and we did not know it. They've got nothing to do with it. So Kess was was dating, was on a date with um, some crewman we've never seen, as far as we know, in this episode. But, yeah, and we only found it out. Be- I was I was looking through Memory Alpha to try to find out if the actor who plays. The Vulcan engineer in this episode is the same person who played a Vulcan engineer in In the Lower Lower Decks Decks episode of Next Generation, and it turns out it is. Yeah. And we always like to joke that the actors or some like side actors like that or 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 supporting characters or whatever or um Related to, like, the producers, maybe? And this one genuinely is. <laughs> he actually is. <laughs> so, uh, you, I guess you could really tell the ones who are related to the producers because they make it on two different series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Playing, Playing the same character. Well, yeah. not, no, no, like, twins. Yeah, so that's the thing. Yeah, in Voyager, he's called Vorik. In TNG, he was called 
Toric. Yes, they rhyme, so they're like, yeah, they're twins. They, they, they're like, yeah, they're not like not canon, but I guess they're twins. Yeah. So anyway, that was what we found out. Yeah. From Memory Alpha, I would say it was more interesting than this episode. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm glad I didn't watch this in the 90s because I would have been like, are they dating? Yeah. Are they not dating? Are they dating? Are they not dating? And it's like, well, I guess I'm glad their relationship ended with a whimper because that relationship sucked. <laughs> it sucked so. anyway. It, it it ended the way it sort of deserved to end, except like I say, it was, you got to at least have it really end, Yeah, you know, because it's been going on forever. Right. Um, three years. Three years. Three, yeah. Season three. So, I don't know. And, and, and I'm glad we read it on Memory Alpha and can, can talk about it now because I think if, if you're listening to this podcast, but you've already watched Voyager, we know. probably would have driven you absolutely crazy. By us asking like... <laughs> Are they dating? Are they dating? Yeah. Is this over? <laughs> and you guys have been like, it's been four seasons. Shut up about it already. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, okay, I guess we'll talk about what actually happens in this episode. The yeah. stuff that made the cut that was far more important than breaking up um, Neelix and Cass. And um, it starts off, we, we got Angelina's favorite, a hallway walk and talk with mm-hmm. Tuvok and Neelix. Or um, Tuvix, as I like to call him. Oh, no. (laughs) Neelix, uh, he wants to be trained in the security department, and... um but, but he's trying to gaslight Tuvok into giving him a position and Tuvok lets him know that um, he didn't guarantee Neelix a position and Neelix seems especially sort of frantic and anxious and desperate, um, even more so than usual for him. So something's going on with Neelix and I think I called it pretty quickly um, what his problem is, but we'll get we'll get to it in case you guys haven't seen the episode. So Tuvok leaves him and then so then he goes to bother Bellana Torres in air engineering. And Bellana is working on these plasma injectors when Neelix comes in and he's all frantic and desperate with her and and he kind of insults her cuz she's like trying to figure out what's wrong and he's like, "Well, did you try to do this thing that's like the most basic thing?" Did you did you uh, turn it off and turn, turn it back, back on? on? Yeah. yeah. Did you unplug it? And, like, again, she handles it better than I would. Because, like, usually when something like that happens, my response is, what do you think I am, a hack? Get out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> the engineer of a freaking starship. You're a cook slash um, uh, charity case ambassador. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't just do this. I didn't, like, like um, I don't know, just, fake my way into yeah. this position. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she didn't fall off the turnip truck. Whatever that means. <laughs> And, but she's all nice about it. She's like, indeed I did. And then she just keeps on working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's she's getting... First season, Bellana Would have been like, what are you at? Right what do you now. think I have a hack? Yeah, like, he'd be dead. He'd be, he'd be decapitated. <laughs> uh, then while she's sitting there trying to literally do her job, he keeps needling her about volunteering for duty shifts and engineering. And it's just like, come on, guy, read the room. Read the room. She is busy doing this. Like, even if you want that, you get to her at a different time. Like, not right now. She's in the middle of, like, thinking and trying to process oh, stuff. Yeah, but Neelix does not have no. people skills. Even though he's the ambassador, yeah. he doesn't actually have very good people skills. And, of course, like, reading the room is, yeah, isn't his strong suit. Um, in the best of times, and right now, uh, it's impossible because he's desperate and frantic. 
And then she, then she like literally doesn't just like give him cues to shut it down. Like she literally shuts him down, mm-hmm. but he won't stop. He's like, oh, well, I want to go. I want to help with the transporter buffers. And it's like, she already told you it's not a good time. Get out of here. And um, this is like the beginning of where we start with Neelix. And it just gets worse and worse mm-hmm. and worse all fucking episode. Mm-hmm. And it did make me come to a realization because, um, you know, when people are stressed out and like, like you and and like hard things are happening like you're not your best like you're like your absolute worst and um having a newborn like as, as i can do. i can attest to it now <laughs> can we hear him uh, breathing in the background uh email us at displacedspacepodcast at gmail.com if you hear the breathing of either a baby or what you might think is a pug yeah but maybe not maybe he's not getting caught right now um yeah it's just and it's harder than you thought it was going to be like i know they tell you it's going to be hard and it is hard and it's also not as hard like it's very complicated but like we're i'm exhausted you're stressed out and it's uncomfortable and you're dealing with things that you're not used to and you're worrying about things that you shouldn't be like that you never had to worry about before anyways it just made me really appreciate sam because like not only is his worst not that bad and like totally like fantastic (laughs) really but he also like makes me feel like he brings out my best side and calms me down and so it's like oh i couldn't have picked a better person to have a baby with and go through this exhausting and stressful experience with and it's like because if i had someone like me like i would have thrown him through a wall oh i appreciate that oh you don't have to say all that we can just badmouth neelix without without saying positive things about me that's okay yeah but it's just like i feel it you know you feel like when you see it in this episode like he's his absolute worst and, and like and he's not great at the best of times but like his absolute worst which I'm baddie well it, it goes both ways angelina because uh, um it is kind of funny we've we've kind of each had to take on the same responsibilities with this newborn lately um i was sick for about a week and angelina just had to take care of him entirely so that i didn't expose him to what i had and then next thing you know i'm sick for a week or or angelina's sick for a week and then i take care of him and and, in both cases i think that we did a good job of being you know understanding of the other person and um and yeah all all the things that (laughs) neelix and kes would not have been in their relationship no (laughs) Neelix would have been the dad who said he will babysit. <laughs> yeah, I'll babysit. I'll babysit the kid. I'll babysit the kid. I gotta babysit. Uh, I can't. I can't hang out with you guys. I gotta babysit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Angelina. Yes. Um. So, anyways, back to bad mouthing. Yeah. Neelix is annoying and frustrating, and <laughs> I could not handle it. But Belana and me are both saved because Neelix gets called to the bridge. Yeah. Um. And there, Janeway wants information on these interstellar dust clouds that they're approaching, and uh, because they're reaching a region of space called the Necrid Expanse. Okay, so like I've been thinking about this uh, for all of season three, and I actually really appreciate that you feel like they are literally moving towards the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah, and like we haven't seen like since the, uh, season three, we haven't seen or heard about the Vidians. We haven't seen or heard about the Kazon, but it's because they move beyond the region of space. Yeah, exactly. It's- and so it's like, and also the things that we're seeing are like intri- different and new, and also like. 
like more um you you have a lot more of these like interesting cultures that are more like um you know dictatory ship oh, right. and authoritarian and like you know almost like mad maxian mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and so it's like these are the outer regions of that area before they even move into a completely different area so it makes sense it'd be more like the the wild west yeah yeah and then um yeah, maybe they'll get to somewhere that's a little more structured. I've, I've mentioned in the past, like, what if there is a version of the Federation in the Delta Quadrant? Yeah. Maybe they'll encounter that. But, yeah, that that's a good point you bring up. Um, it's like, I think it's going to have implications for the storytelling on this show that the other series, the other Star Trek series, wouldn't. Like, no. TNG... Um, you always you had can the picture, Klingons. Yeah. yeah. And and I actually, I pulled, I, I had a reason to pull up a Star Trek map the other day of like the Alpha and Beta Quadrants. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, it would look like if you saw like the Enterprise flying around, it would look like, um, you know, like a, like a flight pattern, you know, on Earth where it's just the, the plane would go from L.A. to New York to Seattle to Miami to New York to la to chicago you know la it's over like, in colorado yeah it just keeps yeah. crossing over its own path but voyager is just gonna be a straight line it should be basically a straight yeah. line there's no reason they should ever be going backtracking or anything right and so that that's gonna affect the kind of stories that they tell so mm-hmm. yeah we may never see the case on again and that mm-hmm. would be fine it, it like but but that means that they have to wrap everything up in oh, ways and they did yeah yeah and i think they did like that was a big blow off with the kazon hopefully you yeah, know yeah and the we Seska did thing mm-hmm. like that ended and then you get to so it's almost like um it's kind of like a proto version of the way that they do series now where a season is one long story yeah. You know, it's not quite that because it's still episodic and it's still this episode will probably end and it'll never really come up again. Right. But um but you got a, like a season long arc. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's over and you get a big blow off at the end like a movie kind of and then we move on to the next adventure. Yeah. Instead of keep coming back to like Oh, what are the Klingons doing now? Like, yeah. oh, we got to deal with that Cardassian problem again. Yeah, you know. So yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that if that's the way it works, which is it should. Yeah, and uh, but I do like the continuity of it, and like they do feel more isolated. You know. Hmm. That that's yeah. That's the one thing that's always going to be consistent is that Voyager is alone. Even, so even if they make allies, they're only going to be short term, and that's yeah. what we're kind of seeing in this episode. Like even. Well, spoiler alert a little bit, like Neelix is getting to be less and less useful because he, he's leaving the region of space that even he knew. Yeah. So are we even going to see other Talaxians going forward? Yeah, I would imagine not. You know? This so, is the last Talaxian we'll see and, that's other than yeah. Neelix. And the Talaxians paid off as an ally yeah. um, at the beginning of the season. But they're not going to have that to fall back on, possibly going forward, which is cool. It's yeah. it's unique to Voyager, and that's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Then we come back, and uh, so Janeway needs to know what Neelix can tell her about this Necrid expanse, and he can only tell her that it's vast, and nobody knows much about it, uh, which. Janeway could have figured that out already. Um, yeah. Janeway says the plasma storms might be a problem to get through. So Chakotay asks if they can go around it. 
but they can't since it's thousands of light years wide, which is, that's got to be one of the biggest things that's ever been in Star Trek, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is cool. Um, so they're going to have to go through it. And um, to really make Neelix's problem worse, Janeway says they're counting on his knowledge of the Delta Quadrant more than usual now. And so she asks him if there's any planets where they can get some supplies before heading into it, which is very, like, um, you know, kind of like also going with that Wild West thing. We're going to go through the mountain pass. There aren't going to be any resources for weeks. Mm -hmm. So we have to stock up right now. Yeah. And like you say, putting, you know, also pointing out that isolation. Yeah, aspect of it. Yeah. So um, he knows about a station near the border, and it's a supply depot for mining and trade, and then they can stop there before going into this Necrid expanse. So then uh, Voyager goes, like it's heading that way, and we see it, like, and that, you know, we see the outside of Voyager flying in space. Um, And then it comes back to the bridge, and the station manager, so they're there, they're at the station. And the station manager hails Voyager and asks what they're doing. And Drain Ray's like, oh, we want to negotiate for supplies. And he agrees to them. But these, these, uh, this, like, negotiation is horrific. He gets 20 involved in it? percent. Yeah. Well, but I mean, she just has to take it. She's then, uh, oh, I see. Yeah. She's kind of getting held over the barrel or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first of all, he wants, he gets all approval for all transactions because he's the, the station manager. And then, uh, he gets 20% commission on all trade. 20%. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. bad. That's pretty and not only that, but he can also, uh, any communication that her ship has, he, he gets to be a part of it if he wants to be. It's kind of like um, like one of these like off, off the um, beaten path gas stations that you yeah, come across where like, the gas is, is like five dollars yeah it's a dollar higher than normal everything costs like five bucks <laughs> You're like, yeah Why is this bar five dollars like, we can do it because <laughs> you need it's either us or nothing yeah exactly yeah. um and so janeway uh can't tell him no so because she needs the supply so she agrees um, and then Janeway and Chakotay give each other while he's talking. She could, Janeway and Chakotay give each other these looks because they continue to talk without speaking. <laughs> um, and then so she's like, "Well, I can't tell you no." So she's gonna go get this. So she agrees to his terms. And so then she takes Neelix, Chakotay, and Tom pairs with her on the mission to gather supplies. You put in the notes that she uh, told him to go because so, she couldn't tell him to go suck eggs. Yeah, go suck eggs. <laughs> I wish I wish she had that. <laughs> Literally said that. Well, you know, you can go suck eggs. <laughs> As we say in my quadrant, go suck eggs. <laughs> Take a long walk off a short pier. <laughs> um, so then we're in the station manager's office. This guy's name is Barat, right? Yeah. And uh, he's like a pretty big dude, too, isn't he? Yeah. Pretty tall, yeah. and he's an alien type. And he kind of reminds me of Odo a little bit. His personality or the way yeah. he looks? Personality. Yeah, I think so too. Sort of. Um, Although Odo would have been. Yeah. yeah. But he kind of even um, has that same function because later on he's, he's sort of the guy that's keeping order yeah. on the station. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Nodo. It's Fodo. 
<laughs> and uh, so anyway, Janeway meets with uh, with him, and she brought a list of supplies that they want to gather at the station. And then uh, we get some info that there's troublemakers all around on the station. Also kind of similar to Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's it's kind of a seedy place. Um, he is, however, super, super helpful by giving her a list of potential suppliers for her needs. He's going to earn that 20% commission. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's something in it for him. Uh, he warns her, though, that they're tough negotiators. Um, so we're on the station, and Tom Paris and Chakotay are walking through the station. And they get approached by who they think is a legitimate merchant, but he's not. He's a drug dealer. <laughs> and, and they're like, it's so funny because they're like, he's like, oh, I can help you. It's going to be a long journey. I can help you with this drug. And they're like, no, yeah. just say no. Just get these black Bettys or whatever you call them. <laughs> And just the way they're like, no. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like that's like every like, every dare person that ever taught you anything mm-hmm. wanted you to behave and act like. That might be the other thing UPN asked for is if we can't have, because we don't get to see the Cabana holodeck in this episode, <laughs> but they said we also have to have like uh, public service announcements that are anti-drug. <laughs> yeah. Like blatantly anti-drug. Like, no, we don't do drugs, man. Yeah, we're too, we're too good for drugs. Mm-hmm. Which, Chigote is too cool for drugs. Yeah. Tom Paris would do drugs. You think so? Tom Paris would do cocaine. <laughs> oh, we didn't know that. You don't think so? <laughs> well, maybe, I don't know. I think he would. <laughs> Chicote, he doesn't even do uh, he doesn't even do the drugs that his people did. He he does the, um, he has the little Computer, electronic yeah, uh, yeah. thing to get him high even, so. Yeah, that's true. We know he doesn't do drugs. Too true. Or what we would call drugs. <laughs> um... Yeah, Reludian crystals. <laughs> oh, that's what they are. Yeah, yeah that's what this guy's trying to do. I was just like, yeah, drugs. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. It's just, just a vial of drugs. Yeah. Um, then elsewhere on the station, Neelix is trying to find a map of the Necrid Expanse. Desperately trying to find a map. And a salesman says, it's too unstable to chart. You're not going to find a map of it. Uh, Neelix's old friend, Wixibon runs into him, and they leave to catch up. These Talaxian names, are you, you're you pretty much guaranteed to get an X in it, I know Yeah, usually. Like Palaxia from Talaxia. Yeah. Um, And then they just sound like cartoon characters. Yeah, or like fairy characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like there could be, a, like, there's a fairy out there named Wixaban. Yeah, so Wixaban is a, is a Talaxian who Neelix used to know, but we don't mm-hmm. know why. Now, here's my question about the, then this is always my question with um, the Talaxians, is like, how much of the Talaxians are just these, like, desperate scoundrel scoundrel type people who won't make an honest buck (laughs) you know or Or how much of it is just like the people that neelix knows so it's like because like when because we always run into these talaxians and they i've not seen a legitimate talaxian if ever the only one was was the one that helped voyager paris and even that we don't know was it i mean he seemed to have a fleet that talaxian that helped paris had a fleet at his disposal, so he mm-hmm. might have been on the up and up. Yeah. But we don't even know that for sure. Like, does did the Talaxians even have a an organized space fleet? Because, like you say, all oh, we we just see them. They're like some guy in a corner. He's like some shady Talaxian. So we had the yeah. Talaxian that was stuck in the Faces episode, right? He yeah. was stuck in the mine. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but he was obviously down on his luck if he ended up in that position. Correct. We had the Talaxian in the episode where um, 
with with the what were they called the crate yeah the the people that used to be like the overlords of the of, of the, of the Kazon. Kazon, yes and he was doing shady, shady dealings sh- yes he was yeah. and now we have Wixabon. no we also had the one that um used to do shading dealings but then he turned his life of crime around or shadiness around uh when they uh put when they put uh paris on that poor telexian ship um to get taken over by the Seska. Oh, oh, and that guy had. Oh, okay. So, so he, he was a reformed scoundrel. Oh, yeah. So I mean, I think there's plenty of evidence that that's what they are. Then they're the galactic um, scoundrels, I guess, like, <laughs> of, the, of the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. Because when we when we first saw Neelix, we thought he was going to be the Han Solo type, like a rogue. Yeah. But he's not that way at all. Because Han Solo was cool, even if he was a jerk. Neelix is a jerk, and he's not cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and this Wixaban character is a real piece of work. Yeah. He's like the scummiest of all the Talaxians. Well, yeah, because that's what the sad thing is, is: is of all the people you named, Neelix ends up being even the least scummy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still pretty scummy. <laughs> yeah. And no, but no one's as scummy as this guy. Is. Yeah. Like Neelix has a good heart, I guess. Yeah. Overall, but you really have to like dig through through um like yards and yards of just um like disorders and and um complexes that he has in order to find it yes but it's there <laughs> but yeah but he's the only one he seems like who's like that yeah so they're in a tavern and so uh so uh Neelix uh is talking about his life on Voyager and he's kind of like bragging and he's like, you know, it's like an Instagram filter. It's like hashtag blessed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm this and I'm this I'm and the I'm this. Ambassador, yeah. I'm the cook for all these great people. Yeah. yeah. Um and then but it's weird to do that to your friend who the last time you saw apparently was in jail for a rough trade gone bad, who could have ratted you out but didn't. And you're like should you be over here doing your Instagram post uh, to this guy? Like, and it's the way he puts it too. Is like, yeah, it was like a trade deal gone bad. But like, if that happened on Earth, what they'd say is like, um, I got caught dealing drugs. Yeah, <laughs> and that's all that would be. Co- you wouldn't. You wouldn't <laughs> say, oh yeah, you had that business dealing that went sideways on you. <laughs> no, I, they caught me dealing drugs. Yeah, and but then I I, I look at this episode. And I'm like, mm, was how much of Neelix was actually part of that UB and deal gone bad, and how much of it was just Wicks like manipulating him? Right, that's because that's weird. what happens in this episode, and Neelix finally stands up to him. Yeah, Spoiler and so <laughs> and then Wicks Wicks's life apparently has not gone as good ever since he got out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they really like like Neelix's ship came in, but it's like did it like he's just a he's basically like uh a, a, not a stowaway, but you know he's a hanger on on yeah. Voyager. Um, yeah. but they're kind people, so they let him hang around. Plus, I say like in the background, like they knew Kess and Neelix and Kess were at the time a package deal. Too. Yeah, <laughs> but um. But yeah, so it's like Wixaban is even jealous of Neelix, and Neelix is not really that great off, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, but then we find out that Neelix owes Wix for his help in that situation, whatever that situation was. And this is where I go, okay, 
So Neelix has been on that ship for two years, but three 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 years for us because it's three seasons. But I think Janeway says two years at the end of this. But um, and so he does have his girlfriend Cass, but apparently they're not no longer dating or anything or together. But we just didn't know that. You got to get the um, DVD version, the director's cut. <laughs> and then I'm like, does he not have any other close friends on Voyager? On Voyager, uh, because nobody like, likes- <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you've watched the show called Star Trek Voyager. He's an annoying person and nobody likes him. That's nobody that's likes so him. Sad. Harris kinda <laughs> likes him after out and out hating him. Nobody yeah. nobody likes him. Uh, it's so crazy because like he has no one to confide to on that whole ship that his usefulness is going to be go down and he feels like they're just gonna like throw him mm-hmm. away. And I'm like, don't you know hey, you've been with these people for two years. They're not gonna just throw you away. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> I have no friends. I have eight meaningless jobs. I I serve uh, holograms in the holiday. In the holiday yeah, for fun. Yeah, like it's just crazy to me. And so it's like you had no one to talk to, and then you go and you talk to the worst fucking person that you possibly could. Your ex business shady business partner yeah. who you last saw in jail. <laughs> they got caught for your crimes in jail, and you know they haven't changed. So you just gave them ammunition for them to manipulate you, which is what happens in this. And it's just like if you had only had somebody to talk to. That's how people's lives are, though. Yeah. I mean, we we yeah, everyone knows people who are who are kind of always down on their luck. I guess you'd say. Um, and you know, it's like, why, like, why did you talk to them? Why did you hang out with them? You know, they've always got this, this group of bad friends, people that they shouldn't hang around, but instead those are the people they always hang around. And they get the worst advice from. Yeah. And it's like, why did you do that? Uh, you, you're better off alone than to talk to these people. So yeah, yeah, it's true. Cause the Neelix's head his usefulness is actually as a guide, which is his real job on Voyager, is coming to an end because they're at the Necrid Expanse. This is the last thing Neelix knows. The last thing he pulled out of his hat. After this, he knows as much as anyone else on that ship does. And uh, he's like, uh, so they're just going to toss him aside. Essentially, that's what he says, you know. And then Wix is like, well, what about your other jobs? Like you being the cook and like the ambassador. And he's like, they don't really need me for that. And you're like, ugh. Um, so what he really needs is a map. And then Wix seems to have an idea. And I'm going to tell you, Wix always has an idea and none of them are good. Stay the fuck away from people like Wix. Yeah. <laughs> Wix a band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they, ne- they always have ideas, but they're never good ideas and they never help you. <laughs> well, no, and that, and that was, that's kind of getting at what you were talking about with these, these Talaxians and like how they're always into something. And... There's people like that in our world, you know, where it's like they'd rather they'd they'd rather make a buck the hardest. They'd rather make five dollars shady than ten dollars legitimate, you know? Yeah. Like, like, and it's probably harder to make that five dollars. You know, it really is. Yeah, it's like it. it, Like this scheme that Wixaban is going to come up with. It's got eighteen steps. Uh, 11 of those 18 steps could get them just straight up killed or thrown in jail and at the end of the day they're barely gonna get anything for it you know yeah and it's like I don't know it just made me think of like a lot of people I've known in my life and just a lot of people I know about and people I've read about and it's like they you they they live on the outskirts of society on the fringes of society you know yeah always Never can be trusted. Always, yeah, just always doing something dirty. <laughs> and that yeah. seems like what the Talaxians 
and it's like, and that was what I was struggling with when we first watched the episode. It's like, I know the Talaxians, I, I, well, I suspect that they're supposed to be able to be put in this category in the way that we put Ferengis in the category as being greedy. Romulans are um, not even secretive. Like, what would you call them? Just, it's all about subterfuge with them, yeah. gaslighting. Klingons are the honor warrior race. Yeah. Um, I think Cardassians are supposed to be basically like the Nazis. Yeah. Of, um, of Star Trek. Yeah. Vulcans or logic, you know, like. Right. So they have these, these very. Bajorians. Bajorians are spiritual. Spiritual. Yeah. And also like, like historically downtrodden. Um. Yeah. And especially with their relationship with the, with Cardassians, the Cardassians, it'd yeah. be like they would be probably the Jews. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you can pin them all down to basically one, you could describe them in one word, pretty much. And the Talaxians didn't really have that, but that's what it's kind of seeming like is, I don't know if you could describe them in one word, but it's like, yeah, they are just shady. Shady, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shady and and can't be trusted and sort of inept. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we still get to learn more about them. But I was hoping they'd be a little more interesting than just like the galactic garbage people and tra- <laughs> trash, trash, not garbage men, but like trash people. <laughs> not people who, <laughs> not people who trash. dispose of trash, but people who are I'm trash. <laughs> In the mess hall, uh, that Vulcan ensign. So okay, so this Vulcan we saw in the beginning. Yeah. I didn't mention him. It didn't Vor- matter. Vortic, I think. But he, Vort- so he was with Belana Torres, and now he's here. And so I'm going to clock, put a clock, running clock. Mm. When is he going to die? Because mm. <laughs> like he's become like he's he, our new in this, Hogan. And yeah, he's our new Hogan. In this episode, we, I think he talks or we see him like three different times, four different times. He has actual speaking role. And he has a name, so that means that he is going to die. Vulcan Hogan. Vulcan Hogan, yeah. <laughs> Who also needs a haircut, if you ask me. That's one difference between this Vulcan and the and the one on Lower Decks, uh. the Lower Decks episode, was um, this guy has, like, his hair is a little bit unruly, mm-hmm. especially for a Vulcan. But maybe that makes sense, because they're on Voyager, they don't have, like, a person to do their hair all the time. Yeah. Um, but that's not as important as what else, what else happens in the scene. So Neelix <laughs> comes into the mess hall. Um, he's all frazzled. Uh, or no, no, Neelix is already there when the Vulcan comes in. And he's all, uh, but he notices that Neelix is all frazzled and being like snippy. And then Chakotay comes in and he brings Wix in so that, uh, that Wix and Neelix can hang out. And Wix makes sure to put in a good word for Neelix. So I guess I'm like, I guess there's some good yeah, he's not a totally like yeah. evil person, but no, he's definitely not someone who's your friend, though. That's why I say they're like inept. Yeah, like they try their best, mm-hmm. but they're still always going to do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicote six says Wix got them the spindle bearings that they needed, and then he leaves so that Neelix and Wix can hang out. And when when Neelix hears that Wix got those spindle bearings, you can see his ears kind of. Perked up. He's like, oh no. And then now, and so Chakotay leaves, and then Neelix needs uh, Vulcan Hogan to leave too. And um, because he needs to talk about those spindle bearings, he suspects that Wix stole them. And I don't say he suspects. He Wix knows. for sure <laughs> stole those bearings. 
Like, and that's, again, not someone you want anywhere near you in your life. No. Like, it's someone, like, immediately you knew that they stole that. Yeah. Like, oh, Exactly. No. Exactly. No, no, no. You're better off alone. <laughs> Than with someone like that. In, 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 yeah, exactly. I mean, and every I think everyone knows somebody like that yeah. in their life. I remember growing up, there was a guy that lived down the street. And if he came through with like a new bicycle, you know, he didn't buy it. Yeah. Um, just people like that, you know. <laughs> so bad. Um, bad news. <laughs> and Wix tells him, you know, he does what he what he has to do to get by. And and then he makes Neelix feel bad for making him feel bad about stealing the again, again, so This no. is what we do, Neelix. We steal <laughs> crap thieves. in order like, to, get, get to, to get to the next day. I don't have your cushy life on this beautiful <laughs> starship. I have to steal things. You're yeah. Like, mm, do you? Oh, okay. <laughs> and then he says, besides, he can get a hold of the map that Neelix needs for Janeway. Uh, but first, in order to get that map, he's got to deliver some medical supplies to some needy people at this outpost, which you know is like 75% true. Yeah. Um, and they'll need a shuttle to take them to a freighter to pick up the supplies. And then they'll meet with a physician at that outpost there, and they can do it all quickly with the transporter technology. And he that, loves that Federation transporter yeah, technology. which is, that's yeah, like... Right. Um, that's, you know, kind of suspicious right there. And this is where if someone told me the what he says after this, yeah. then I would go medical supplies, drugs. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. What does he tell me? Like, where he says, no one can know what they're doing, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, these aren't medical supplies. No, but he says it's because if, if Barat gets wind of it, then he'll he'll take that 20% that he that he always takes. So, so he has a good, but I still wouldn't buy it. No, like, no, mm, no, no. Medical, like, you know, euphemisms are there. <laughs> and this is what I'm saying again. See, like, it's, it's like you got people who are like, how, how can I make $10,000? I'll get a job and work for three months. And at the end, I'll have $10,000. Or you have people who, I can do this one thing in this shady weekend that's going to require me to go to some place and nobody can know about it. And when I come back, I'll have $10,000 two days later. And... We know someone personally in our lives. And yeah. Like, we cannot ask where they got that money nope. or what they're doing. Nope. But that's I exactly how they it. do it. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly like, yeah. and it's like, oh, they need, they need $17,000. And right now they have a hundred dollars. And then they'll come back on Tuesday with $17,000. Not my life. And I don't want you in my life. Yeah, I don't want to know about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about it. I want you in my life at mm-hmm. all. But Neelix, um, uh. he doesn't have that, that, Good sense of judgment, I guess. So he says he'll keep his mouth shut, uh, but he doesn't look good, like he feels good about what's what's about to go down. So now we're in the shuttlecraft, and with Neelix and Wixaban, they got the medical supplies, um, plus the per GM Voyager needed. So I'm assuming that they got the trans, they got the um, shuttle uh, craft specifically because they need the per GM. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna do this other run this other errand. Yeah, exactly. The mom mom let them borrow the car. Yeah, to go. To go get the pajam, yeah. And then, like, we look so upset because it's only half of what they needed. Um, but now all they have to do is deliver the supplies, and then Neelix will have his map. But, of course, Neelix feels guilty about hiding these from Chakotay, because that's the last... The last thing I would do is go... Uh, okay, so this person that we uh, we were talking about, I don't have in my life at all. I'm like, eh, I don't want to know anything about you. Mm-mm. But I certainly wouldn't go in a car with you anywhere to do Mm-mm. anything. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, and no. And I certainly wouldn't tell, not tell people that I was doing that right. either. Because it's like... It's one of those situations where even if you didn't get involved, you just know that you'd end up on, like, the weird side of town. Mm. Um, they'd have to... They'd park on the street, go inside for 20 minutes, and you'd just be sitting out in this, in this dangerous, up, skeevy part of town. And then they'd come back out. They wouldn't say anything, and you wouldn't ask anything, and then you'd continue going. And that's how you end up getting your credential revoked. <laughs> yeah. or you end up in prison yeah, yeah. Oh. no 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 um so of course he feels guilty about hiding these things from chakotay um and so uh these like this isn't the neelix that i remember and neelix has changed and then nix is like our wix is like i want a chance to change too you're like no you don't you fucker no like, <laughs> yeah it's like, you've had a bunch you've had all this time to become a better person and you're still just getting getting into these um these shady situations yeah uh, they approach the outpost, and their contact will meet them. And again, before they transport, Wix grabs a phaser, alarming this. He's like, why are we doing this? Yeah. And then Neelix, again, just goes along with it like a fool, which, again, all of these red flags, like, come on, guy. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And if this is what he did to you last time, like, maybe you didn't, like, maybe you don't owe him a favor. No, <laughs> no. But also we see that, like, see, that's where, like, we're supposed to think Neelix is, is, um... Sort of special because he at least feels bad about lying to Chakotay, you know, like he's got a big heart Mm -hmm. and these other people don't necessarily. So, you know, that's why Neelix always eventually sees the light at the end. But he just has to be very annoying uh, until he gets to that point whenever there's any kind of a Neelix episode. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. At the outpost, they're in a dark passageway and Wix's contact meets him. And it's the drug dealer from earlier in the episode. Um, and uh, the one that, that Chakotay and Paris told to get lost. Just they know. Yeah, exactly. We don't do drugs, man. Um, Wix gives the guy the medical supplies, but of course it's drugs. And uh, when Wix asks for the payment, the drug dealer tries to shoot him instead because that's what happens. Well, Wix fires back and he drops the drug dealer. The, the drug it's dealer dies. a drug dies. deal go bad. Yeah. Like you end up with the drug dealer like in the dead. Like, yeah. You know, you're like, what? Oh, my God. And all these alarms go off, I guess, because of the phaser fire. And Wix and Neelix beam right back onto the shuttle. Ugh. So we're on the shuttle and Neelix is upset that Wix wasn't truthful with him. And he's like, well, I kind of was truthful with you. They do have medical applications. And you're like, hmm. And Neelix is like, they're narcotics. And, you're like, mm. <laughs> and he's like, oh, we're going to tell Janeway when we get back to Voyager. But Wix asks how Neelix's friends will feel about him when they find out he used to smuggle narcotics. It's like, did he smuggle narcotics? Ugh. <laughs> Who, Neelix? Yeah. Hey, he was probably around when narcotics were being smuggled. Sold, yeah. He didn't not smuggle narcotics. <laughs> But Neelix has to tell them, and he's like, the, it, will, it, it will change their opinion of me, but that's okay. So then Wix tries a different approach of manipulation, and he tells them how bad prison was for him last time. And Neelix says, they're even. In the conference room, Janeway is there with Barat. and that's the station manager. Yeah. yeah and uh, she tells the senior staff that there's been a murder. And the energy readings that Barat found during his investigation show 
there was a Federation signature. Uh, dun, dun, dun. So Janeway has assured Barat that the whole crew will cooperate with his investigation. And I would just assume it was Paris. <laughs> uh, and we're in Tuvok's office, and Tuvok is questioning Neelix about Wixaban. And here's the thing is, like, I, I like to think that Tuvok would be way more savvy um, than he's acting in this episode. Because, like, it's so clear that Neelix is hiding something. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Neelix is not a subtle person. I know. Like, does Tuvok just naturally give Neelix the benefit of the doubt of all people? I know. And he's like, is there any way that your friend Wixaban could have gotten a hold of a phaser while aboard Voyager? And, of course, Neelix lies about Wix saying that, no, he's never been in anything criminal. Even though, like, the two things we do know about him is that he still snakes and he's a drug dealer. <laughs> like, but that's all. I, I don't know anything else about that guy either. You're being way too judgmental about him, Angelina. <laughs> So Tuvok wants to question Wixaban and wants Neelix to accompany him just to verify if Wix is being truthful. And yeah. they're like, well, Tuvok, you should know that Neelix isn't being truthful at all right now. No. Um, down in that tavern uh, with Neelix at his side, Tuvok questions Wix and Wix recounts his visit to Voyager. And he says then he was in bed when the drug dealer was killed and he was alone. Um Neelix, uh, so Tuvok seems satisfied with, with that, I guess, that questioning, and he leaves. Well, and I will say that Wixaban, he's like, he's just such a good little liar. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, Tuvok would have to go verify that independently, too, but. Mm. So he's he's off, and Neelix is going to hang back to have a glass of ale with Wix, supposedly. But as soon as Tuvok leaves, Neelix admonishes Wix. For lying to Tuvok. And he's like, you're such a good liar. And you're like, you're, he's your friend. Yeah. Like, nobody told you to be friends with this asshole. <laughs> I know. And, and just because the guy was on the station doesn't mean you have to keep... Going talking to yeah, him. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of people on that station. Somebody's got to be able to help you. But I guess that's just how desperate that Neelix was. Uh, Wix has bad news, though. The people on whose behalf he traded those drugs, uh, they're called the Kaladi. They aren't happy about not getting the drug dealer's money because the drug dealer never mute? did pay. Them. When you shoot somebody and and murder them in a drug deal gone bad, you gotta run up and, and like grab take the money. money. Yeah. Everyone knows that. So That's the first rule of drug dealing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Wix says that he may have convinced the Kaladi uh, to be compensated in warp plasma. Of course, the warp plasma would have to come from Voyager. And Neelix is like, no, no, no. I'm not stealing from my friends. I'm not stealing from Voyager. And Wix says they're not his friends if they're going to be willing to put him off the ship the but way that only, Neelix fears. But that's only like Neelix's fear. That's not even reality. But, yeah, but that's, that, but that's who he's talking to. So... Um, and then he also tells the Neelix that it, he can refuse, but the Kaladi are going to come for him, too, because he's involved, too. And it's like, first of all, I would be like, mm, I'm up in Voyager. Like, I like the Kaladi try to come and try to kill me. Like, this is not my problem. This yeah. is all your problem. Yeah, you mentioned like, that when we watched it the second time is, like, you've got the firepower and, like, the strength of Voyager. And that's one thing that hasn't happened in this episode is no one has established that they are actually stronger than Voyager. And I know Janeway wants to do things... You know, on the up and up, yeah. and not getting into fights with people and stuff. But but 
she would <laughs> for Neelix. She wouldn't yeah. just leave him. But again, this is Neelix's insecurities, and that's what yeah. gets Neelix every time is his insecurities. Yeah. So he doesn't think that Voyager would have his back, even if he got into trouble. Um, he doesn't, you know, he thinks that he that they don't need him. So yeah. Um, and then what's worse is that stupid fucker was like, "I already told him that you would help." Yeah, and, and you're like, "What?" So he just keeps getting him dragged in. It's like I, 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 I know I'm like fairly antisocial, I guess, but I, I don't talk to people just if they like don't <laughs> use proper grammar. Sometimes, like, oh, no. you're not gonna get me dragged into you like dealing drugs <laughs> and dealing yeah. with the mob and stuff like that. Like, you gotta have just better judgment than that. And I don't have any sympathy for people who don't. When they're grown people like Neelix and you've yeah. been around and you you've lived a life and you're still getting sucked into these little nonsense little scams and things. Yeah. It's like no, no, no. You've you've gotta be better than that. Yes. Uh so we're in the storage room and then you know what? I think this is like my favorite Oh, oh wait, real quick, did we say that so Neelix is, has to go get that plasma? Oh yeah. That's well, what so that's what Neelix is gonna have to go do now. He's gonna get that warp plasma. Well, I mean, yeah, he doesn't, but he's going to think about he's it. got a plan yeah he does <laughs> so we're in the storage room and paris is there trying to find the proper transport container and i will say i think this is my favorite scene of the oh, episode the scene where they're just looking for a transport container in a storage room yeah because neelix uh um because uh yeah they're looking for a transport the, container they did not show this scene on the <laughs> next week on voyager although i will say that you don't need this scene like this scene could have been replaced by him and neelix neelix and kes breaking up or whatever <laughs> that's true but. nah cut for time cut for time <laughs> we, that's such a good point like, there's, like mean, there's this one there's the one where the vulcan comes into the like why did that vulcan need to come in to yeah. fix the replicator well, he's gonna die in, in three episodes mess- sam that's why is that even more important? that's more important vulcan hogan establishing vulcan hogan to die it's still more important than breaking up two characters that have been a couple since day one yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good job, Voyager writers <laughs> or editors or whoever made that decision. <laughs> but anyway, that being said, I still think that this is my favorite episode. This is my favorite, yeah, because it's like Your favorite scene, my favorite scene. But it's because it's, it has Paris in it. I guess I like oh, Paris. you like using Paris, huh? I do. Um, and so Neelix offers to help, and uh, so then Neelix brings up Paris's troubled past, um, and his own time in prison, and I'm like, mm, yeah, prison. just out of nowhere, he's just like, I just wanted to ask you about the worst time in your life. And he's like, why do you ask? I'm like, oh, no reason. Just, just because. To bring it up. Uh, and- <laughs> I can't imagine that. Like, hey, you remember that time you got fired from your job? Like, yeah. How did you handle it? I'm yeah. just asking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't even say, he just says he was curious. Yeah. I was just sitting around thinking, yeah. what was the crappiest thing that ever happened to Tom Paris? Oh, yeah. I think I'll go ask him about it. <laughs> um, and so Paris says that he could have avoided it if he had only been truthful. Lying nearly ruined his life. This was also very PSA. Yeah. Tom Paris so far is just say no to drugs and... and don't lie. And always tell the truth. Always tell the truth. The truth will set you free. You're you're shushing our baby right now, but it sounds like you're shushing me. <laughs> you're shushing the <laughs> idea of not doing drugs. <laughs> don't Shush. do drugs. Shh. <laughs> always tell the truth. Shh. 
The truth will set you free. Shh. No, it won't. <laughs> Don't do drugs, baby. Always tell the truth, baby. Um, and so then um, Paris is like, why do you ask? And like me like, being like the most like shadiest looking motherfucker. Like again, like anyone who's paying any attention to Neelix would know that something's totally wrong with him. But nobody cares. No. He's like, oh, no reason. <laughs> and then Neelix finds the container. And a thankful Paris invites uh, Neelix to go down to the resort. And again, it's like, he's trying to be friends with friends. him. Paris, that's why I said Paris mm. is his friend. Yeah. That's what made me think of it was this scene. Because Paris, yeah. and Paris had to do a total 180 on Neelix. They used yeah. to absolutely hate, hate each, each other. other. But then they Raised the gave baby birth to a, ba- a, a baby lizard. Not yeah. Neelix's baby lizard. Or not, not Paris's, Paris's baby lizard. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but of course Neelix, baby uh, Neelix declines because he's in the middle of uh, getting um, one. He's <laughs> circling the drain of his life. <laughs> yeah, one day in five years, someone will ask Neelix about the worst day of his life, and he'll describe this episode. Yeah, exactly. Uh. In engineering, uh, Neelix tells Vulcan Hogan about uh, poking around the Jeffries tubes again. Here's the same Vulcan. Yeah. yeah. So, so we, we needed this guy in two scenes. Three scenes. Because he was in the the very first engineering Oh, scene yeah. Too. But we couldn't have the breakup yeah. scene. They really need to they really need to go like put a red flashing like he's going to die. <laughs> no, but even know. like Yeah, like he they they're setting up this thing where so he so he Neelix has to go to all this trouble. I, I will say this, right? Far be it for me to try to like rewrite these episodes for these professionals but what memory alpha said was like that scene where Cass and neelix broke up was five minutes long and the guy who played neelix obviously thought it was like a good scene and he wished it it had stayed in and all that and i get like stuff needs to be cut but like you said so we've got we've got like several scenes that are sort of repetitive at this point yeah and we've got tom paris doing and i you said that's your favorite scene and like you know, so no offense, but like, do we don't need Tom Paris telling Neelix that like it's always good to tell the truth? Like Neelix no. knows that, or there's better, <laughs> ways more, to do it. Yeah, yeah, there's there's more graceful ways of having Neelix come, you know, come to that realization. Yeah, and then we, and then I feel like even just Neelix convincing Vulcan Hogan felt like it took about two minutes. In this scene, and to he, explain he didn't to him that him. he and Torres had all he needed to do was, was show go. up in the Jeffries tube. Yeah, yeah I buy that as yeah. much as anything. I buy that Neelix would know his way around a Jeffries tube, and if I questioned it in my head, I'd go, "Oh, well." Earlier, they said that Neelix is trying to learn different things. Yeah. So yeah, like they there was time for it. I don't. I, I, <laughs> I'm not saying it was a conspiracy or anything. I just think it's weird that they that there was no priority placed on. Kess and Neelix's relationship. Yeah. yeah, it's just strange. Yeah. But I want to say that... Uh, so, like, didn't Deanna Troy and Worf go out? Yes, they did. But then at some point, they just weren't... They never ended that relationship either, right? No, but it was always weird because, like, Deanna Riker Troy would be with Riker. Yeah. He wouldn't be with her. Then they'd all have their guest stars. They'd be, like, really close best friends. And then, then she got with Worf. Like, I mean, it's all very... TNG was... I feel like I would I give that more of a pass. 
Because like it's also the will they won't they with the oh especially with and Troy. Beverly Crusher especially yeah, yeah Troy and all the things it's like their romantic relationship was like kind of beside the point <laughs> there's like and it was always like chaotic right yeah they're they're way more friendly with each other on the Enterprise yeah <laughs> it's like everyone could get with anybody yeah yeah. Okay, but I was just wondering if they just don't respect relationships very much on Star Trek, and so they start them, but then they don't really end them, and they yeah. don't care. Because mm-hmm. eventually... Well, because they didn't really, like... I guess, like, they already ended Riker and Deanna Troy's relationship, but then there's always, like, they always kept bringing it back, you know? Well, I think they've ended up getting married in one of the movies, I want to say. I can't remember for sure, but... Yeah. Because I, I barely count the movies as, like... <laughs> yeah. Is being like canon. I mean, they are, but yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. Really but like, like I mean, much, but, but the and then they addressed TNG Worf and, and Troy. Remember in the very last episode, Troy in the future, Troy would, had died. Yeah, and I think, but I don't even remember then. Like Worf and that was right. Worf and Riker had beef. Yeah, over like Troy, but I don't even remember who she had ended up with in that alter in that like. Future that never even happened. Yeah. So, yeah, they just ended. Yeah. (laughs) And it never got addressed on screen. They just do that. But, like, I mean, DS9 was really good about, like, ending who they needed to end and, like, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, and at best, anyway, like, Troy and Worf were only together for half a season of the the, the last season. Kess and Neelix have been together since the The beginning. The episode. So, anyway. A little different. I guess we're just stuck on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Again, like I said at the beginning, the most interesting thing that happened in this episode is something that didn't, didn't happen, happen in the episode. episode yeah. Um. Let's see. So anyway, yeah. Long story short, Neelix ends up. Um. Oh yeah. He, he. Oh yeah. This was this necessary. Neelix asks the Vulcan Hogan if he's enjoying his time on Voyager. Basically, like, would you? You know, are you fine with being stuck in the Delta Quadrant? And Vulcan Hogan's like, yeah, I'd rather. You know, all things considered, I wouldn't have asked to be stranded here, but now that I'm here, I appreciate getting to it. It's a very Vulcan answer, you know? Yeah. It's like, I can't help it, so there's no point in, like, feeling, um, like, resentful about it or any yeah. kind of resentment. So, I'll just try to appreciate the situation that I'm in. Yeah. But, like, really? We get we get all this, like, Why? characterization of Vulcan Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we need to care when he dies <laughs> That's more important than ending this relationship. I guess so. Uh, so then, yeah, and then Neelix is like, yeah, Voyager is a great place to be. So and I get that they're trying to build this thing up where Neelix is like, it's like establishing the stakes, you know, like what Neelix will lose if he messes this all this up. But which would be totally fine if we didn't know that there's this other scene on the cutting room floor that, they did not <laughs> that we could have used. Yeah. So we're in the Jeffries tube, which is really what we only needed. And Neelix crawls and uh, gets the warp plasma. But he looks terrible. He feels terrible about it. And then uh, down on that station, Neelix tells Wix that he didn't get the warp plasma. Instead, they're going to have to tell the truth. And Wix is like, the truth? We'll be dead. Yeah, the truth is stupid. (laughs) We never tell the truth. We're yeah. Talaxians. Uh, but Neelix has a plan. And then they get startled, though, because the cops roll through. But they're there to arrest Chakotay and Paris instead for conspiring with drug traffickers 
and for murder. And they're like, you talk to this drug dealer. It's like, well, first of all, we were walking and the drug dealer approached us. Yeah. Like, we yeah. did not go out looking for this drug dealer. <laughs> I know this Barat guy, like, that's where he's not like Odo. Because Odo was somewhat, he was yeah, very he was fair. Like, he was yeah. very fair. He was he was harsh. He was strict, but he was fair. Yeah, this Barat guy is like, him. you talked to a drug dealer. You probably killed him. Yeah. Must have been. <laughs> it's on video of you talking to him. So you must have killed him. Yeah. So we're on Barat's office. We're in Barat's office and Jane and Tuvok tell Barat that just because Chakotay and Paris had a conversation with the drug dealer, it doesn't mean they killed him. Um, no, but it's something. And then Barat's like, I have to punish someone. If, if no one gets punished for this, anarchy will be on the station. And you're like, wow, you are not very good at running the station. No, then, no. You hope that these aren't things that law enforcement is even saying like behind the scenes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, someone has to go to jail. <laughs> Um, yeah, Janeway wants Tuvok to be present for any questioning of Paris yeah. and Chakotay. And then elsewhere, Neelix and Wix are, watch Janeway and Tuvok storm out of Barat's office. And, uh, Neelix knows that it's urgent that they do something to fix this now. And he wants to present his plan to Barat, but Wix thinks Neelix's plan is worse than them going to prison. Because mm-hmm. uh, it'll be a death sentence if they mess it up. And you can't let, ne- but he can't let Neelix do this alone. And this is where it's like, wow, well, your friend's scummy, but I guess he's all right. Kinda, I guess, yeah, he's somewhat loyal. Yeah. That that feels like a Talaxian trait too, like yeah. loyal scumbags. Yeah. So we're at uh, we're at the station. We're at Brat. We're in Brat's office, and Neelix and Wix tell Brat that they were both involved in the shooting, the drug dealer. Wix fired in self-defense. Brat says they could get fifty years in cryostasis prison for drug trafficking. You're like, ugh. Then uh, Neelix and Wix decide to, like, put their... And I don't think Odo would ever go for this scheme either. Odo didn't fall for anything, I don't think. No. <laughs> they say that the sentence is not a, uh, much of a deterrent because uh, there's so much drug dealing happening on the station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much. Like, you suck so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, Wix says... Um, the Kalati drug deals here all the time and they're just good at hiding the activity from him. And they're not even like that good at hiding it well. So it's like, this guy must suck. Um, however, Neelix and Wix can help him stop for the Kalati um, because uh, by luring them there to help give them warp plasma, um, then taking them into custody. But Brat says that Neelix and Wix won't be able to have weapons and the Kalati would flee even if they sniffed out Brat and his men. And Neelix and Wix have some ideas, but we'll only share them if they get immunity from Barat. And so Barat's like, "Mash, sure, I will. He says, you're going to die, so it's fine. Um, so, But Neelix needs a sample of warp plasma since he's not going to get it from Voyager. Um, Barat can get them a lower quality sample, and that's fine. Yay! They'll try it, even though Barat doubts that Neelix and Wook will survive, which is the only reason why he allows it. He's like, well, you're going to be dead or in pirate. <laughs> you know, it's a very strange approach. Like, as, long as, as long as someone gets thrown in jail, as long as you die... <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah he's not he's a law enforcer but he's not lawful good i guess yeah yeah he's not even chaotic he's not even good at all no he's, he's not. just not good yeah <laughs> he's a jerk yeah <laughs> and then it's time for for their plan to play out we're in the dark passageway where the kaladi are late to meet with neelix and wicks and then barat and a couple of his officers are watching this all play out on a monitor nearby and Barat detects that someone is using a false visual signal to hide from his monitor, though. So they kind of like well, they it reminded sh- me of Speed, the movie Speed, where they they um, 
they tricked the bad guy by like playing a loop of the of the camera on the bus. Mm-hmm. Remember that movie Speed? Yes, I do. With Cannon Sandra Reeves. Bullock. <laughs> I mean Sandra Bullock. Yes. <laughs> With Jeff Daniels, <laughs> yes, um, and it's kind of what it did. Like, boom, the, the flash, like, uh, so it looks like nothing's happening on the monitor. Yes, yeah, exactly. And um, so Barat's going to give Neelix and Wicks a few minutes to to do this, and then he and his officers are going to storm in. The Kaladi group arrives, and their leader Tosin takes the plasma, and he's going to let Neelix and Wix live in return. So he's not Which is even... for the day, though. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, we'll see what happens. I might kill you all over again. Uh, the toasting guy, I think, that had a really cool look. Yeah, they did. He it looked, looked like mean. Yeah, exactly. The the alien makeup on him was really good. Yeah. Um, it was just like a drug dealer. Yeah. Like cartel would look like. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of, you think about it, he's all, like, bony and, mm. and yeah, not... Um, he doesn't look like a reputable person. <laughs> no. Um, he checks out the sample and he's pissed because it's not as pure as promised. But Neelix says, you know, that's the least of his worries because you're under arrest. <laughs> he doesn't say I'm placing you under citizen's arrest, but that's basically what he's he doing. He should have. <laughs> like, Neelix, you're not arresting him. Barat's going to arrest him. <laughs> you're not a cop. <laughs> Uh, Tosin and his people laugh in his face, and then Tosin is going to shoot Neelix with the phaser. But Neelix warns him that he sabotaged the warp plasma container, so a phaser beam will create an explosion. Tosin thinks about it, and then he decides he's going to shoot and take Neelix with him. And uh, Neelix gets all suicidal and basically begs Tosin to shoot him and put him out of his misery. Yeah, because like, he's Tosin's like, so like I'll take you with me. And Neelix is like, good, I hope you do. I was like, what do I have you... to live for anyway? Like, you're like, calm down, Neelix. He's so extreme. He at the end of his rope. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why? Your plan's about to work, dude. <laughs> all you need to do is have this guy not kill you. But it's like he feels like he lost everything already. Yeah. And it, goes, it reminds me of the scene when, like, um, Back when Tom Paris and um, Kess were like flirting and the thing, and she was talking about it, and he looked so devastated, like he already lost Kess. Yeah. And um, this, I feel or like when he was what, like when he was like skulking in the hallway. Yeah. yeah. And that's what this reminds me of. It's like he in his mind, he awfulizes everything. Mm-hmm. So in his mind, he's already lost everything. He has nothing. They're going to abandon him. So why not die? And you're like. He's like, a volatile character. Yes. <laughs> go from one to a hundred. Can't you just go to like three? No. Like, no, it's like one to a hundred. No, not nearly. Like, yeah, it's all mm. or nothing with him. Uh, there's this tense standoff, and then uh, Tosin's like, "Well, just make the container safe. I don't want to. I don't want to kill you. You're pathetic, anyway." <laughs> yeah. He didn't say that, but that's what it kind of came across as. Yeah. It's like oh, I don't want to make this guy happy by killing him. Uh, but then Barat and his men arrive. Tosin shoots at him, but that causes the plasma explosion, and there's like this huge explosion, and then sort of a fade out. Yeah, so now we're in sick bay, and Neelix wakes up to find the doctor, Kess, and Tuvok standing over him. And again, it's like very weird because like Kess doesn't talk, like Kess puts her hand on his shoulder, but she doesn't talk to him. Hello, like, hello, doing? patient. <laughs> <laughs> hello, fellow Voyager <laughs> crew member. So weird. And knee locks, is it? Yeah. <laughs> no, licks. And T-Wex says that Wicks got his shuttle back and left right away. And you're like, oh, of course he did because he's a scumbag. They skipped a lot. On top of not being able to 
show the Kess Neelix breakup, like, it feels like they skipped a lot of scenes, because, like, Wix is gone. She's gone. The, whatever happened uh, in the aftermath of that explosion just Happens. got taken care of, yeah. and, like, we're not messing with that. Uh-huh. We're just gonna flash forward, like, five scenes to Neelix waking up in sickbay. Yeah, it's, like, ridiculous. So then Janeway arrives, and to put a wet blanket on everything, because she's gotta be a disappointed teacher over here. And, uh, she... <laughs> Because everyone uh, excuses everyone, and then she's, like, so mad. She's like, why did you do this? All of this. She trusted him from the beginning, and how could she trust him now? And I ask, how did she ever manage to trust him? Because what I remember from their first meeting is he literally tricked them into getting into, like, a war with the game yeah. to save his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and blew up their water. <laughs> yeah. And, like, <laughs> just to be a jerk. <laughs> and at that moment, you were like, Again, like I always ask why she did trust him, but like I wouldn't ask why I could, how could I trust you again? Because like that's all you need to know about his character. Yeah, I know. When he, when he helps them, he helps them like a little bit. When he screws them over, it feels like he screws them over a, a lot. lot. Yeah. Um, Neelix admits he got in over his head, and there's like, but why? And Neelix, he's like, I needed a map, and he's like, and then he his whole all of his stuff that he should have just probably told Janeway to be in the beginning was that like he to remain useful, and he's like, I don't know anything else. This is it. Like I'm no use to you mm-hmm. anymore. And Janeway's mm-hmm. like, don't you know that the first uh, Starfleet value is honesty? Um, and she's like, there will be consequences, and um. He thinks she's going to kick him off the ship again. It's like, how how do you not know these people? Yeah. Like, when has she ever kicked anyone off the ship? They had Lon Suter chilling in his quarters for the rest of his life. Yeah. (laughs) And he killed somebody. Yes. She didn't kick him off the ship. So why is she going to kick Neelix off the ship? Because he doesn't know his way around the Delta Quadrant. And then she's like, that would be too easy. As if, like, she's, like, not going to... She's not doing, like, Neelix a giant favor no. here. Oh, uh, by the way, real he quick... he has obligations. And real quick, when I'm talking about Neelix being, like, so... Ins- like, it's not a... It's not a critique of the show. Mm-mm. Or even, like... It's just like he is an annoying character. Yeah. And maybe the writers want him to be annoying or obnoxious, and maybe they don't. I don't know. It's not, but to me, it's not a critique of the show. It's a critique of the character. Yeah. Those insecurities are just always there, and they're such terrible traits. But it's not like, it's not like I'm saying like this show sucks because no. Neelix is so insecure. Like, no, Neelix the, sucks. Yeah. Um, but the show is still fine. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, and I, yeah, it makes sense. Like, it's consistent. Yeah, like it's he he is such an insecure character. If there's like a if there's like a um a show bible, Mm -hmm. I would hope that it would have in all caps, (laughs) underline bold. Neelix is insecure. Yeah, (laughs) because that's pretty much his defining trait. Well, it's just like Tom Paris, like his dad issues and his self-esteem. Like that's always consistent. Yeah, and it's but it's not a it's not a it's not a flaw of writing. It's it's not a flaw of writing, but it's a character character flaw, flaw. and it's like and it's and it's uh, annoying. Well, it's annoying, but it's also consistent, consistent. and also like it drives like the story. So like he's not acting out of character. No, 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 no. So I just want, but I do want to clarify that. Like I don't. I don't mean to sound like I'm crapping on the show or the yeah. episode or even the writers, because yeah. I'm not. I, I am crapping on the the editing aspect of it that yeah. we didn't get the Kess Neelix scene. But but no, like good job to the writers for making this character always this insecure. Like we're not surprised at this point no. that Neelix is reacting this way. Yeah, and like it 
but but we're disappointed and frustrated with Neelix the character. Yeah. That he feels like he could get kicked off the ship. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then, so she's like, he has obligations, and then she just lets him do what he wants to do anyways, which is learn how to do something on the ship. And sure, he's scrubbing the exhaust manifolds, but I mean, come on, whatever. And then he leaves, and then she's like, she has like this look where like she has like sympathy for him, and I'm like, you don't have sympathy for it when you roomed out Tuvok, and when you roomed yeah. out Chakotay, who had much better like motivation than like Neelix. You did not. You did not end with that. You ended like with devastation and like anger and frustration. This one, you're like, you just feel sad for Neelix. Well, this one, like you almost put Chakotay on top yeah. of and cryogenic. Um, frozen in uh, stasis for 50 years. Like, well, even more than sympathy, wasn't it sort of like a smirk? Like, yeah. behind his back, right? Like, oh, he thought it was going to kick him off, but I, you know, I, 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 I really got like, him. It was more like, like a sympathy. I thought it was more like a sympathy, like, like she felt bad for him, but not like she didn't know his worth or what. I don't know what. I, don't I thought it was kind of like a like oh Neelix that scamp like yeah. he's always he's always getting into these into these uh, scrapes. But <laughs> that's why we love Neelix. That's why we love cousin Neelix. I know. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like a drug dealer got murdered because of you. <laughs> you can't deny that. You know. Yeah. And. Thankfully, like they were with, on one of those with planets where Federation like, phaser. they were gonna arrest everyone on Voyager. Yeah, yeah. exactly. With the Federation phaser making the Federation look bad. Yeah. When the Federation shows up to your outpost, like people might get murdered. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, I kind of as I remember it. I mean, either way, it's either sympathy or even just like it was almost like I have to say something to him, but I don't really like we t- you know we talk about being teachers a lot, and that is something that comes up. Like I know I have to tell this kid. That he's not supposed to do that. But I don't really but care. But I don't really care. And yeah. then basically, I mean, like, it's it's not outward, but inwardly, like, I smirk. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, I'm sure I did that a thousand times when I was a kid, too. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and that's it. That's the episode. Yeah. What did you think about this episode, Sam? Uh, I didn't really like it because it's a Neelix episode. <laughs> and I'll say it for the last time. Like, the only thing I would have wanted to see was Kess and Neelix's relationship resolve. And it didn't. Yeah, so um, all we get is, like, the fake breakup from, like, the um, Tyrion yeah, the, the yeah the from the warlord episode. If you don't, if you want to break up with your boyfriend, but you don't want to let like Tyrion break up, <laughs> do it when you. you're possessed it's by like, a two hundred year old dictator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it was a Neelix episode. Mm-hmm. He's in my lower, my lowest tier of characters. Yeah. On this show, uh, it's got another Talaxian, and I guess I don't like Talaxians for all the reasons we're. Or we just don't like the Talaxians before. that Neelix knows. Yeah, but so like, far that's all of them. It seems like we won't know it because we're getting away from like the the that part of that region of space. But it's like, what if there is like a whole like planet of like moral like character like with honor and like good jobs talaxians yeah oh yeah with like a functioning society yeah Yeah, but it doesn't seem like it here yeah we just will never see it no um and then um a good thing about it was like we talked about before the necrid expanse is something that's unique to voyager and when things are unique to voyager to the to the show that's always in the plus column well and we're going into the necrid expanse so it's like what are we going to find there even more so yeah exactly and and then um but in the negative column i feel like this is 
an episode that didn't have to even happen on a science fiction show. Does that make sense? Like every single one of these, and that's always uh, one of my bugaboos with Star Trek or any kind of sci-fi that is sci-fi, but then when you strip it all down, it's all stuff that would have just happened in real life. Like nothing Um, about this is fantastical other than the use of the transporter. Well, and to be fair, like... Honestly, like some of our students would find themselves in like the Neelix position, like mm-hmm. probably like yeah. There's nothing in about a couple this of that, years, right? Like outpost equals yeah. just a crappy place to be. Um, ruby and crystals or whatever they're called are just drugs. It's Fet- just fentanyl. crack or yeah, whatever. Um, phasers is guns. Kaladi is the is cartels. the cartels and. And there's no extra um, ingredient that that. Well, there's not a good. I, I would say like there's no good station manager sitting over there having like the. Although I'd be like ours. a late like a like a crappy like lazy uh, the sheriff of like some lazy town who he doesn't really care. Yeah, that's true. Or he cares, even but he's if, just incompetent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's the sheriff basically. <laughs> yeah. He's the sheriff. He runs the town. Yeah. So. That was that takes it away from me, and it, it, there's you see that a lot, and it's you can get away with it if if it's asking some like philosophical question or if it's challenging in some way. Yeah. But this episode is not. It's just a bunch of things happening to Neelix, and it oh, so it like just as easily be growth or character arc. He 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 he, he, he doesn't <laughs> even like. He, I can't even say that he grows because. <laughs> Because this happens he in Netflix every like ten episodes. He didn't. He didn't steal the warp plasma from them. That's true. I don't know that he ever necessarily would have done that though, except for maybe after like that first episode, you know. Yeah. But no, he didn't. He. That's the thing with Netflix too. I guess that's another reason why I don't like the episode is because he because there's some there's been some cool episodes like investigations uh-huh. where Neelix was like oh man really, really if this good. is Neelix yeah, like Neelix is gonna be he could move up a tier in my eyes yeah but then these episodes happen and it's like god Neelix is just a drain like we know they'll <laughs> never they don't they won't do what he's afraid of them doing and they won't get rid of him but he is just a drain and really like for all his insecurities again Janeway is cool it's Starfleet, it's Federation, it's like utopian future. They're not gonna look down on somebody like that, but he isn't needed on the ship for much of anything. He can't be a much of a better cook than anybody else. They don't need Good Morning Voyager or whatever it's called. Oh yeah. And now he doesn't serve any use as a guide and his usefulness as like an ambassador isn't going to be there either if he doesn't know the races that are coming up. Right, that's true. So he's not necessary. So, um, so he is just a drain. I guess they put until it out he there. gets his shit together. He's just a drain. Well, and I do appreciate. Um, I will say I do appreciate them even like broaching the subject. Um, again, because it goes back to continuity, and like you knew that his usefulness was going to come to an end, and how are they going to handle it? Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's like. You know, and like uh, th- saying, like this is it, like this is the furthest he's ever been. You know, out out of the Delta Quadrant or into the Delta Quadrant or whatever, and I I just really I do appreciate that aspect of it. No, I do too. But if but if you're going to have Neelix episodes going forward, 
and and for me to like them, he's going to have to become. He's going to have to stop being that character that we've seen. Which again, as we said, is is a consistent character. It's not mm-hmm. a writing flaw. Right. It's not even a character design flaw, except that when you're going to focus whole episodes on him, he does have to grow. Yeah. And so far, he's not really growing. And so I don't like the episode if he's in it and he's, you know, just this whiny drain of a character. Yeah. And so uh, with all that said, I'm going to give this episode a... um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything that was good about it, that I liked about it, to even make it a C. Like, oh, no, and I don't know, I don't like anything about it. Yeah, There's nothing that. in there that was charming in any way, so a C minus. Ooh, C minus. Look at you. Wow. I know that's... Some of you may think that is an unfair... Assessment. Trade. Oh, wait, no. Ah, uh, terrible. <laughs> terrible, terrible. <laughs> what did you think? Um, you know, I guess I didn't like it as, I didn't dislike it as much as you did. And I didn't like it, but I didn't dislike it. And you know what? I will say, if it was on, like, and I was, if it was back in the day when we, when, like, people had cable, <laughs> and I was, like, flipping the channels, I'd probably watch it. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, so, like, it, it's not, like, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. I wouldn't be excited to watch it, but I would totally watch it. Again, it has a watchability. I would, I would do that with any Star Trek Factor. episode, sadly. <laughs> I'd rather watch the worst episode of Star Trek than almost anything else because I'm that much of an obsessed nerd. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, fair. It, it makes me sad to know that you would watch that you would see Star Trek was on and not watch it. I wouldn't watch the two flicks episode. Like when it's on, remember, like when we go out of town and that heroes and icons. Oh, I would like on. it. That's fun. But what sucks is like sometimes we can't watch it because it's it'll a be Voyager movie. and it might be a Voyager that we yeah. haven't seen, and that's when we have to skip it and watch a Hallmark movie or something instead. Yeah. But. Um. Yes. But I don't know if I like. I wouldn't rewatch the Tuvix episode again. Probably. <laughs> I wouldn't watch it with you. <laughs> 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 the cops that end up getting called right uh, into it. No. Um. So what are these people yelling about in the hotel room? And it would be. Uh, I would probably watch it, but I wouldn't want. To, I would like hate myself a little for watching it. it would this be one? that clown episode. Oh, fear the with the fear. Oh, good call. I. I could not watch that one. I'd find See? something else to yeah. do or something ha-ha. else to watch. Yeah. So, ha-ha, Sam. <laughs> um, anyways, so it's like, it, so it's like it, I would watch it. I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. I wouldn't be excited to watch it, but I would watch it. Um, and so I guess it's pretty, it's like a mediocre one. Again, I maybe I'd like it more if I liked Neelix. Yeah. But I don't like Neelix. And I, again, because I like this uh, the scene with Tom Paris because I like Tom Paris as a character. Um, it, it, I guess, like, I mean, I guess I would liken it to that Wesley Crusher episode where he also needed to tell the truth, you know, only it was not as good as that Wesley Crusher one. Um, so, um, it's not like, you know, the one where Wesley Crusher was gonna, like, they killed the guy with the one that had Tom Paris in it. <laughs> um, where they accidentally, they're, uh, their plane, their little trick or whatever killed the 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 guy. Red Red Squad. Yeah, Red Squad. Thank you. So I'm over here getting stuff. 
I don't know what episode you're referring to that Tom Paris was in. There was no other episode that Tom Paris was in. That was the actor who played Tom Paris. That Tom Paris was. Tom Paris is a completely new character who also just happened to have gotten into some trouble at the back academy. In the day at the academy and was on the outs with Starfleet. Yeah, uh, for some. some... And was a cocky pilot. Yes, that one. So, and I guess it's funny because, like, okay, so this this one reminded me of that one, you know. Only it wasn't as good, and you know, as oh, that one. Like a char- oh yeah, I could see that a character getting dragged into some trouble. The the most annoying character on the show getting dragged <laughs> into some trouble that they yeah. should have known better about. And then what's funny is that they went in there had the char- the the idea the bones of the Tom Paris character, and then who did Neelix go and talk oh, to? Yeah. Tom Paris. Wow. About the same troubles. This is some deep analysis mm. that. That I could see why it would pull yours away from being a C minus. You really <laughs> haven't like did deep <laughs> to find like the 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 worth of this episode. <laughs> see, uh, it's all like it's all it's like a meta way of appreciating it, I guess. Yeah, and it it is sad. Like I sometimes like um so like I work in a community that it's a it's a hard community to work in sometimes. And um, it's just hard academically, and, and the lives are very hard of the people who, you know, um, of the parents and the community that we, we work mm-hmm. with. It's poor. They're poor. <laughs> it's a poor rural town in a place that's already not known for being an educated area. Thank you. Um, it's one of the least educated areas in an already poorly educated area. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so it's like you you put all of your like creativity and like intelligence and um, heart and like soul into like trying to make sure that um, at least academically these students will be able to like succeed mm-hmm. uh, or more succeed more than they would have before they met you as a teacher or whatever. Yeah. But even with that, even if like you could do like work a miracle with a child, like it's like it would take like w- factors way outside of your control um, to have them just like even be average. Yeah, uh, kind of. Um, yeah. For a lot of them. Yeah. For a lot of them, um, not all of them, but for a lot of them, and um, and like not get not get dragged into something that Neelix just got dragged into. Like, I right. could totally see a bunch of... And that, that you see a lot of those students. Like, a lot of our students... Well, um, like I told you about that... The- school to prison pipeline is really very, yeah. like, noticeable from where we're at. You the, know? That one student who, like, I guess would kind of be like Neelix. I, I like the student a lot. <laughs> I would never think of him as being like Neelix. But in the way of, like, this kid has a big heart... He's a really cool kid to talk to. He's a, I think he's a good kid. And he wants to do right. Um, but then he was telling me how they um, they go into like this. Um, it's a public pool, but it's fenced off and it's not always open to the public. And they go in there and swim. And I mentioned like, well, you you know, I don't think you're supposed to do that, right? If it's like if it's fenced off, if it's, it wasn't open. Yeah, you guys like snuck in. And he's like, well, you know, we were with an adult. Yeah. And like these are the adults that they're with. Like these are the influences that are around them. And that kind of reminds me of Neelix. Like yeah. he's, he just can't help but be around people who don't have his best interests in mind, you know? Yeah, I don't but understand. The adult it, yeah. that this kid was talking about may not even understand because <laughs> yeah. that's the kind of area that we sort of live in. 
Like, they don't necessarily think they're doing anything wrong or that it's not that wrong. And it's like, well, you're just teaching your kid that they can break into anywhere that they want to be. And a yeah. kid's a good kid. Like, Neelix is a good kid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you see, like, you can kind of see how it, it snowballs and how some of yeah. these kids end up in situations in they end up in. Situations. When it's like, you you were, A, smarter than this, mm-hmm. and you were kinder than this, and, you know. Yeah. Like, that kid, that's a perfect example. Like, that kid could be like that. Like, I'd hate to see it, but in, like, six years, like, he's in trouble, but you know he's not a bad person yeah but he's just around the wrong people and it's and a desperate different, place yeah. everyone's desperate and yeah so anyway so that i i thought of our students a lot in that and you're like oh um again a very deep analysis <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're having to you're clawing away your fingertips to f- <laughs> dig to find the good things in this episode things that you can like yeah, um, like the storage containment uh, scene. Look at the location scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, uh, so I will give digging it for a box mm-hmm. in a. It, they're digging for a box in a closet, basically. Yeah, well, and I'm excited. And like, this is the best scene in the whole episode. Yeah, and I will say I'm excited for the Necrotic Expanse. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I think hopefully. Don't let me down, Voyager. But that's. Well, I guess really I didn't think about it until you mentioned it. Um, yeah, I didn't really. I mean, the idea that we could be doing this like beyond the next episode, even or beyond this episode. Well, I'm sure we were because, like, if it's thousands of light years, I mean, it's wide. It's wide. I don't know how, how long it's hard it to get through, but they haven't even tried Started. to get through it. Yet. Yeah, I didn't. I guess I didn't even give them credit that they would. I just thought that that was like a reason why they had to go to this outpost. Oh, I was expecting us to go into the Necrit uh, Expanse, and Necrit yeah. Expanse is the next part of space, and they're gonna now be in this. I know. hope so. Yeah. Um, and it feels like a little more dangerous because, like, Neelix doesn't know how, what to do or how to, to help them or to find vegetation. So now, when they go looking for plants, will he have any knowledge of if it's poisonous or not? Like, and if he does, I'm gonna be like plot hole. Uh, Neelix shouldn't know anything about any of this. So I think that would be interesting. Um, so it's a, it's getting a little more, you know. I don't know. I I'm excited for that those big uh, that big aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not this episode. And it made me really. You can't give this episode credit for cool things that might happen in the next. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose not. And then it it's me, like if oh. the next episode is a B, then I'll give this. A B minus. <laughs> and then it made me appreciate you because, like, again, Aww. and, like, you see it, like, when people are stressed out and in new situations that they weren't, like, don't necessarily know how to navigate as well. You know, I just really, it made me, appreciate. like, I was already appreciating you, but then it really made me, like, it kind of brought that into perspective and my appreciation of you and stuff, so. You're so sweet. You're, you're too sweet. You make me blush. I don't know why. I don't know why. I still have to make that connection between me and, and Neelix no. in this episode. Um. So I give it a seventy six percent, a C plus. Okay. Wow. Good. Good job, Neelix. You tugged at Angelina's heartstrings like you tugged at Janeway's heartstrings. Uh, whatever. Janeway, Angelina gives him a C plus and then smirks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, tell us what you think. Email us at displacedinspacepodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at displacedinspacepodcast. All of this and more can be found on our website, displacedinspace.com. And if you'd like to make this podcast better and stronger, the site also has links to Venmo and PayPal. 
Finally, if people are enjoying the podcast, what should they do, Angelina? Subscribe. What else? Leave a review wherever they're listening. And what else? Tell a friend. Okay, then. Until next time. Podcast podcast out. out.